today's scripture reading is from Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 through 20, and that is in the Pew Bible on page 163. Surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross to the other side of the sea for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart for you to observe. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in His ways and observing His commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you do not hear, but are led astray and bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life, so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying Him and holding fast to Him. For the mean, for that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land of the Lord, swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Amen. Before I begin today, just a reminder that after the sermon and the hymn, uh, we will kind of have a discussion about this, so please put on your thinking caps. Let's be in a spirit of prayer. God, for the gift of this morning, we thank you for the chance to come together in community. We thank you for the opportunity to bring to you both our burdens and our gratitudes. We thank you. And for your word, ancient and new. Preach then, preach now. We thank you and we ask you to open us up that we might hear, that we might listen, that we might act. Amen. From that text that Elmore read from, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying God, and holding fast to God, for that means life to you. Chaos, peace. Feeling in control, feeling out of control. Worrying about the shakiness of life, trusting the stability of life. One moment things seem all set. The next moment something happens, unforeseen, And everything changes, and life can feel chaotic, out of control, personally, globally. 
Why does life sometimes feel out of control? A story and one personal truth I've learned in spending one week away most of the past 40 summers. All I read to know, all I need to know, all I really need to know, I've learned at summer camp. So last night I arrived home from seven days away at a United Church of Christ camp in the rolling green hills of Northwest Connecticut. There, 24-7, we adult and teen volunteers were responsible for the spiritual and physical care of 18 high-energy, amazingly fun, amazingly frustrating middle school youth campers. So every year on the Sunday when we begin the week, we work together to create a behavior covenant Ten Commandments, if you will, to govern our shared life. When you seek to live with each other in a camp or a family or a town or a city or a state or a nation or even the world, these promises to God and to each other about how to live together, in our case as Christians in community, they matter. And it's pretty basic stuff at camp, fully participate, no put-downs, be positive, be on time, manners at the table, watch your language, don't touch anything that is not yours, respect beliefs and ideas, please be quiet between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m., don't wander off into the woods because there are bears there which on paper theoretically leads to peace, right? I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Well, lots. Because many of those 12 and 13-year-olds were away from home for overnight camp the very first time. Some were very homesick, and some were ready to push the boundaries. No parents. And hormones are racing, Bodies and minds and spirits in flux and impulse control at a minimum. What could possibly go wrong or lead to chaos? Lots, actually. So one moment those kids were sweet and kind and cooperative and the next pandemonium. Dinner one night ends and the table of eight boys with whom I've just eaten looks as if it's been attacked by a pack of feral dogs. Scraps of food tossed to and fro. Or in the midst of a 3 a.m. torrential downpour and thunderstorm, a kid wakes me up with a stuffed nose and a high fever, and so we trudge through the flood to the nurse's office like bedraggled refugees. One afternoon, we almost lost two boys who decided to play cards, that's great, but in a cabin and not tell anyone where they went. One moment things hold together, the next things fall apart. At summer camp in all of life, health is great, but then we get bad news. Finances all together, and then a financial catastrophe strikes. The world seems at peace, and then one nation threatens another. We look to government for leadership, and it devolves into gridlock and bickering. Chaos, control, peace, conflict, right on track, or the train is going off the rails. Friends, again, why does life sometimes feel so out of control or chaotic even? 
We expect, hope, pray that life will just proceed, unfold in a predictable, orderly, dependable, trustworthy, expected fashion. And then at times things just go south. They devolve into unpredictability, disorderliness, undependability, and even chaos. That's our question this week in our Summer of Why sermon series. Again, why does life sometimes feel out of control? And what, if anything, can we do as humans, as folks of faith, to live into, survive, maybe even thrive in times of chaos? First, I'd say we need to accept the potential for chaos as just being hard-baked into our world, into our lives, into natural law. The gift is that God gives all of us as sentient, thinking human beings, as heirs of Adam and Eve, free will. The problem is that God gives all of us as sentient, thinking beings, heirs of Adam and Eve, free will. So sometimes we choose life. We choose wisely and well. We choose to live not for self alone, but for others, too. We play well with each other. And sometimes we choose badly. We choose sin. We choose to live for self alone. We pick that apple right off the tree and take a big, juicy bite. Sometimes chaos is the direct result of human behavior. Forgetting the covenant and the commandments for life that God gives to us, that God gives to all of humanity. We make a bad choice. Others make a bad choice. And chaos happens. Listen to that warning Moses offers to the Israelites just before they enter the Promised Land. The time is approximately 1400 BCE. For 40 years, this ragtag band has wandered the desert, fleeing slavery in Egypt, and now they stand on the edge, on the boundary of a brand new life, from chaos to community. And yet the risk is that they will easily and quickly forget the God who got them there. Forget the commandments which have kept them together, whole, intact, together in community. And so God says, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Choose life. Social chaos happens when humans fail to choose the good. For self, for others, for the tribe, for the family, for the nation, for the world. I think we know this, but I also think chaos happens when humans, when humanity, chooses death in a way. Chooses to say to God, to the right, thanks, but no thanks. And it doesn't matter if it's a summer camp or a world facing climate change or a nation that at times seems as if it is turning in upon itself. And then sometimes chaos is just chaos. A strand of DNA clicks left and not right, and cancer appears. A weather system goes full-blown, and a hurricane wreaks havoc. A car swerves to avoid an animal and crosses into oncoming traffic. Sometimes life is fully out of our control, 
and there is absolutely nothing that we can do to prevent it except to do our best in the face of life's capriciousness, of life's mystery. Friends, sometimes life feels out of control because it is out of control. That's a hard truth. But at least for me, that's a true truth. And I wish as a pastor and a preacher, one who gets paid to consider such lofty questions, that I had all the answers to these questions. And yet we as folks of faith, even in the face of chaos, we can act and respond. We can keep the faith and work the faith, especially when things around us do seem out of control. Another story, 1939, Great Britain, Europe is falling into the chaos of war and nations one by one collapse in the face of Nazi terror. That island nation wonders and worries that the iron grip of fascism and genocide will soon invade across the English Channel, just 20 miles of water being the only thing which separates the British Isles from all-out war and potential domination. And so Great Britain's Ministry of Information creates a national model motto to inspire a people to fight, to resist, to keep on keeping on even as chaos is potentially so close and so real. Everybody remember what that motto is now. It's all over everything, right? To keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and carry on. Friends, we can't stop all chaos That's beyond human power. But we can keep the faith and carry on. Do good and be good and embody God's blessings in the face of the bad. We can care for others even though some in this world turned a blind eye to human suffering. We can try our best to be the best people for God and for each other and for the world. I mean, that's why we come to church That's why we are the church, in a way, to keep centered in God and to carry on, no matter what. You see, chaos wins only when we panic or flee or fall into fatalism or nihilism or give up or roll over or run away. As a person of faith, when chaos happens, how do you keep the faith? When the world or your life is out of control, how will you, all of us, together, take back some control, leaning upon God as our rock and our guide? That's the question. Chaos, peace. May we keep the faith? May we keep on keeping on, because sometimes this is all we can do and must do. God help us to keep calm, to keep the faith, and to keep on keeping on. Let all God's courageous people say, Amen. Our hymn of reflection is number 217, Lord of all hopefulness.